Hello and welcome to the Holistic Healing Podcast where females are beautifully and wonderfully created. I'm your host, Dominique Andrioli. Today we have part three of four in our mini episode series, again joined by the wonderful Lauren Elizabeth. She is a Catholic as well as a individual hairstylist within the Connecticut area. I'm going to be linking a link to her Instagram um, in the show notes so that you can find out more about her and give her a follow. She's awesome at what she does. So hi there, Lauren. Hey, thanks so much. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. This has been fun. Yeah, definitely. So let's get right into it. I'm sure our listeners are excited to hear what happens and what season the <laughs> ovulatory phase so is. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so first we have our ovulatory phase. Uh, third, we have our ovulatory phase. We first had our menstrual phase where you had your period. Then you had the follicular phase. The follicular phase begins the minute you end your period and ends, I would say it lasts about five-ish days. It's actually one of the shorter, shorter, five to six days before you've released the egg and you're not fertile yet. Then you have your ovulatory phase where you do release the egg and you are fertile. Your ovulatory phase is your shortest phase. It is actually only about three days max in length. Mm -hmm. Um, In essence, an egg can only live for about 24 hours after you've released it. So really it's those initial day or two leading up to you ovulating, the 24 hours of you ovulating. And once those 24 hours after you've ovulated are done, you've essentially finished your ovulatory phase. The egg has actually died and um, your uterine lining will realize that there's no egg attaching to it and that's when you'll move into your luteal phase. So the ovulatory phase is really just a very short time frame, Mm -hmm. a very short window Mm -hmm. of opportunity. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So during this time, your estrogen is going to be surging. Your energy is high. Your energy will actually be the highest during this time. Um, I guess that's God's way of, you know, also telling us, oh, hey, you have enough energy to have another kid. Let's do it. <laughs> so, and also women desire well, the kids the most during this phase. And their husbands are most sorry. attractive looking during this phase. <laughs> Makes it be yeah, much harder. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It makes it all so much harder. Well, there's a reason why, because your estrogen is highest. Mm. Now, likewise, because your estrogen is highest during this phase, you actually want to avoid estrogen dominant foods during this phase. A lot of times during your ovulatory phase, we eat a lot of estrogen rich foods. And the problem with that is it's going to cause your estrogen levels to just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep Mm. going. So then when you enter into your luteal phase, now you have an estrogen dominance, which so many women struggle with an estrogen dominance. It's essentially where your estrogen and your progesterone levels, your ratios are too far apart and you need to bring them closer. There's too large of a ratio there. And what what happens when this um, happens is you're going to have more PMS, more bloating, more menstrual cramps, more headaches, more weight gain around the hips area, Mm. harder time sleeping. Those are all symptoms of estrogen dominance. I go a lot more into estrogen dominance in my holistics healing course. I have a whole um, video course where I actually just discuss estrogen dominance specifically because many, many females 
have estrogen dominance and don't even realize it, which is where, like I said, a lot of that hormonal acne and the the bloating and the PMS and the cramping all comes from actually. Let me ask you this. So, you know, you hear a lot about milk and, you know, them pumping cows with hormones and things like Mm -hmm. that. So are dairy products really rich in estrogen or am I making that up? So should we, and if that's true, are those things to avoid during this phase, like drinking a lot of milk or things like that? Yeah. So yes and no. I I usually say never. I usually never give a never okay. or always give an always. I always am kind of somebody who says balance. So you don't need to completely restrict all dairy products during this phase. You don't need to go dairy free, but it is the time when you probably should cut back on them. So, you know, maybe at night, instead of having a glass of milk before bed, you have a glass of tea before mm. bed, um, that kind of thing. With that said, I'm also going to put an asterisk there. There are actually kinds of milk that are not pumped with hormones. Um, So if you get your standard, and this is not to bash any specific brand, I'm just giving examples, your standard hood milk or or things like that, Mm -hmm. they're probably going to be pumped with different kinds of things. If you get organic grass-fed milk, there's no added hormones in there. There's no added um, um, estrogens or anything like that. No nitrates and nitrates and sulfates. So I always opt for grass-fed organic milk. Yes, it's about a dollar more a gallon, um, but really is a dollar more a gallon that much to pay for when you're talking about your whole health and well-being. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a gallon of milk being two ninety-nine, the grass-fed organic milk's three ninety-nine. Yes, it's more expensive, but in the grand scheme of things. It's a small, small price to pay to make sure your hormones are balanced and you're feeling good and getting the best results. What other Um, foods are high in estrogen? Like, I'm just thinking of fish. I don't know if I'm making that up, but what other foods are mainly to avoid? Yeah, so foods that you really want to try in a – well, rather than avoiding, let me actually start with what foods to incorporate during your estrogen phase. So during this phase, you really, uh, your ovulatory phase, your estrogen phase, (laughs) your ovulatory phase. During this phase, um, here are some really good things. You want to stick to antioxidant rich foods. So things like um, berries, um, things like cinnamon and turmeric, all those Mm. antioxidant rich foods are going to help keep that estrogen balanced. Um, Also, um, foods high in fiber are really good at this phase too. So we're talking like flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. Um, you can have your dried apricots and your trail mixes and things like that during this phase. Um, eat lots of veggies. So the follicular phase and the ovulatory phase, you want to eat a lot of veggies. Cause like I said, the, the fiber is rich and it's going to really help maintain, um, your estrogen levels during this phase as well. Um, and again, your body temperature is also at the highest at this phase um, when you're releasing that egg, some people use actually the thermal, um, temperature in order to track whether or not they're ovulating or not. You can actually eat the most raw foods during this time. Mm. And I don't mean eat raw, raw chicken. <laughs> I mean like now is, a, now is a great time to eat. If you're somebody who loves sushi, now is a great time to oh, eat cool. sushi. Now is a great time instead of cooking your vegetables to just eat your vegetables with dip. Now is a great time to eat salads, raw salads. Mm. You know, I love making salads in the summertime. Um, and I make more salads during the summertime. Going back to that yeah, seasons it, analogy. It makes it easy to remember, the summer. to remember what we should mm-hmm, be eating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So eat a lot of those raw veggies and the, the, the salads and things. I always try to give little tips for, for females to better understand and remember so that it's not like some, a guessing game all the time and they have to refer back to a sheet all mm-hmm. the time. You just have it instilled in your brain. Um, so the ovulatory phase is like that summer phase. Um, here is actually when you can do your most intense workouts because again, you have your highest energy here. Um, you can do your most intense workouts. You can do your hardest hit workouts, your hardest strength workouts. You're training for a marathon, do your longest runs during this phase. Um, if you're somebody who is training for, for triathlon or, or body combat or just anything, mm-hmm. this is when you do your hardest, most intense pinnacle workouts. Like you're doing your max um, weights or close to your max versus... And then if you do run more intense cardio runs, kind of, is that what you're referring exactly. to? Exactly. Okay. Very cool. Yes, exactly. So this is why it's so beautiful how you can manipulate this to fit everybody's needs. It's really not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hit on it exactly. If somebody's a bodybuilder and trying to build muscle, they lift their heaviest weights during the ovulatory phase and then ease it off in the other phases. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that somebody who is running a marathon needs to lift heavy weights. That means that they do their longest runs during this phase. Mm-hmm. So whatever your goal is, is you're doing your heaviest goal training Interesting. during this Very phase. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, again, like I said, this is why I have so many women coming to me when they ask me about my one-to-one coaching and my one-to-one hormones, um, courses and things like that. And they ask me, well, is it restrictive dieting? Is it like a set workout program? Do I have to follow? And my answer is always no. I am a huge proactive fan of never say never, always, never, always say always. It's essentially made for you. It's created for you. There's never going to be a specific food that you're ever going to cut out. You're just going to change what foods you eat at certain times. There's never going to be a certain workout style that you have to follow. Mm -hmm. You're just going to change how you work out depending on the month that you're in. And this is why it's awesome because I don't know about you, but I find a lot of females saying, oh, I get bored easily. Mm. We were made not to get bored if we followed our cycles. We were made not to get bored. We have... Every single phase is made for a specific purpose and a specific reason. Yeah. Uh, we had the self-reflection and the, the easing off during your menstrual phase. You have the, the follicular springtime phase of kind of feeling like your new growth and your energy levels are starting to come up. You have that ovulatory summer phase um, where you can do your highest, hardest training. You have your luteal phase where you kind of ease off again, uh, still working out. Different foods that you can cycle through. We were made and created not to get bored mm. because God made us intricate beings. If you notice during during um, the story of creation, God has day one, two, three, four, five, six. If you notice every day, everything is becoming more complex. So on day one, it's just light. Mm-hmm. And day two, you know, he, he goes further and then he makes water and land. Then he makes plants. Then he makes animals. Then he makes male. And what does he make last? Female. Mm-hmm. Because we are just more complexly made, but yet he created us so that we never get bored if we follow our hormone system. Mm-hmm. Love it. Again, <laughs> I talk about this so much more in my holistic healings course and my one-to-one coaching. Um, with that, here is, I'm going to cut the ovulatory phase and our next and final mini episode with Lauren Elizabeth will be on the luteal phase. (laughs) Can't wait to talk to you all then. Have a good one.